Georgetown Prep stays at Georgetown Prep. That's been a good thing for all of us. Now, for the record, for the record, the motto, what happens here stays here, makes anything sound awful and creepy by default. If you saw that slogan at your dentist's office, there's no <laughs> way you would let him give you anesthesia. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. And usually it's said by people with pretty mild lives. I mean, in my experience. Yeah. It's kind of a cobbled. We get really crazy. Look how naughty we are. (laughs) We ordered a second dessert. Right, exactly. (laughs) Right. And let's not tell anybody. What happens at Cheesecake Factory stays at Cheesecake Factory. Ah! A second glass of wine? Anyway, so uh, Marshall will have this story at the bottom. Is it breaking news or not? I don't know. Axios is reporting that Rod Rosenstein is resigning. He is the attorney general when, uh, when old, what's his name? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Sessions is the man's name, Jack. Can't be involved, which is all this important stuff. <laughs> How dare you? Which is all the important stuff. But anyway, so we'll get into that at the bottom of the hour. We, the only reason we're not going crazy with this is because we've had the breaking news. General Kelly set to be fired as chief of staff or, or resign. Quit, right? Or yeah. Jeff Sessions is going to be fired. Today, and, and they don't happen. If it does happen, more than happy to talk about it. Sure. So, okay, I'm uncomfortable with this because uh, Joe, Joe doesn't want it on the air. Stormy Daniels representative. Porn promoter. Michael Avenatti, who, who has a great talent for getting on cable news. Creepy porn promoter, yes. And is making a bit of a living out of it and uh, is uh, claiming he's thinking about running for president, which in the current situation I could believe might be true. Um, he claims he's going to come forward with a woman tonight on CNN. That heard from, uh, there's a guy named Judge, very confusing. So one of Kavanaugh's best uh, friends back in high school and college was a guy named Judge. And he is a judge. And Kavanaugh's a judge. So it's just, can we not do that? Um, so the dog trainer's accused by his best friend, Beagle. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not helpful. Jim Trainer. <laughs> but so this Judge guy who... Who, Kavanaugh? No, not Kavanaugh, his friend. Mike Judge, was behind a, King of the Hill. Was a serious Beavis partier. Was a serious partier and drinker, and in fact wrote a book about his experiences. He ended up being a reporter for the Washington Post and a variety of things. And wrote a book about his Gen X drinking and how out of control it was. And he's an alcoholic and, and, and clean and sober and all that sort of stuff. And Avenatti's got a a, a woman coming on that's either wife or girlfriend or whatever that says Judge told her, and he's not proud of this. He wasn't bragging about it. He was he was uh, remorseful about it. Told her that yeah, back in the day, in high school, we would all get drunk. We would try to get women drunk, and then a whole bunch of us would have sex with them. Mm. And he used the term "running a train" on her, which oh is an expression for that sort of thing. Ugh. And and she says, and this is who Kavanaugh hung around all the time. They were best friends running around getting drunk all the time. And and Judge, in his book, he writes about a guy named O. Kavanaugh. Names are changed to protect people's innocence. Oh, boy. He had a guy named O. Kavanaugh oh, who, was, thanks. who was with him all the time and getting hammered drunk. Not claiming any of this sexual stuff. That would be That would be considered a rape by, I think, any legal standards if they were hammered drunk and a whole bunch of guys were having sex with her. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or dr- booze, booze or drugs. He 
Avenatti claims this woman says judge told her. It's not hard to imagine. I mean, this is that's not hard to imagine. Um, that Kavanaugh had anything to do with it. Of course, now you're now you're leaping to a whole nother thing. Mm. Um, and she and and she said everybody in the high school knew about it. it. Would you know after a weekend if this happened, everybody would be talking about it and everything, and that that would be pretty easy to nail down if anybody wants to investigate it. That might be happening right now. In fact, it almost certainly is not with the FBI, but with reporters. I got to assume reporters. Or talking to everybody, hey, did you ever hear these stories about mm-hmm. Judge? And especially, we'd like to know if Kavanaugh was involved in any of these getting women hammered and and uh, and a whole bunch of guys having sex with her thing. The reason that stuck out of my mind is I have a memory from high school. Now, I I was uh, I had no social life in high school. Gladys, I did not drink. I was not part of the uh, the fun the fun group. And our our wildest things were we'd go to the Sonic and get. Piccolos, which were uh, do tell pickles, deep fat fried, called piccolos. Oh my! That's what we do for craziness in high school. Not the delightful high pitched mini flute, but a salty snack. But I do remember a time uh, that come back to school on a Monday, and everybody was talking about this specific girl. I don't think I could come up with her name if I wanted to, but I can picture her, um, who had gotten drunk at a party out at the park. And like twenty guys or whatever the story was had had sex with her, and they used the term "pulling mm. a train on her." Oh boy! And everybody was talking about it in the high school. I mean, it was just was the talk of the high school, and somebody had to explain to me what that meant and all this sort of different stuff because mm. I was I was uh, not wise to the worldly ways. And um, uh, but it was just it was just like a very common conversation, and I remember seeing her in the hallway, and people, you know, people going. As they oh, walked by her. That's insensitive. And she would smile and like, I don't remember. I just remember her smiling, like laughing. But it could have been out of embarrassment or I have no idea. Sure. And I had no, I, I wondered like, did that actually happen? I remember wondering at the time. And then it just kind of went away. And then, I don't know. I still don't have any idea. But the only reason I bring it up is that that was a huge story in the high school. I mean, it just, I just remember everybody was talking about it. Right. So if this judge, if this woman... Um, is uh, to be believed at all. And again, you throw in Michael Avenatti and it makes your ability to believe anything go way down. I would just say this. Ladies, you had uh, something to say, a contribution to make, an experience like this. You're going to seek out Michael Avenatti to uh, be your spokesman? Well, women, <sighs> women seek out Gloria Allred, who is a big, giant phony, but sometimes the people she represents are telling the truth. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason... They think or are told or or whatever that she's the best person to represent you. I think Michael Avenatti's the new Gloria Allred. Ooh. And uh <laughs> Goodbye, sweet America. Just from what I've read of uh I haven't read Judge's book and I'm probably one about his Gen X crazy drinking and how awful it was and out of control and it was Confessions of a Gen X Drinking, I think. Could somebody look that up what the actual title is? But anyway, it's not hard to believe that he was involved in that kind of lifestyle, if it was it was going on at the high school I went to, whether or not Kavanaugh has anything to do with it whatsoever right. is a completely different question, but it will royal Washington, D.C., as things do. I also, I have to ask, by the time that story reached your ears, I wonder how it had mutated. Oh, I have no idea. Right, yeah. yeah. I was skeptical at the time, even even with, with my level of being naive. I just thought, is this everybody just talking or right. what? 
Yeah. Pretty unpleasant people making train sounds when they're fighting. <laughs> Not cool. Really, really insensitive. Well, yeah, I'd say. I mean, if it is a uh, if it was a gang rape, that's a pretty freaking awful crime if that's what happened. I don't I don't have any idea if anything happened. Right. And I wasn't in any position to verify it or anything because I wasn't in that crowd. But right. I'm just saying if that sort of thing happened and there were stories around the high school, that will be dug up by reporters, I'd say, probably today. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I would I would be happy to build my complete view of this for people if they want to hear it and why I'm not persuaded that Kavanaugh should go. In fact, I'm pretty sure he shouldn't. But uh, there are a lot of good reasons why there's a statute of limitations and why we don't bring up what people did in high school and college decades after they did it as an indictment of their current character or fitness to serve. And one of the huge problems with it is the nature of memory, which you've talked about. And I've come across another really compelling, troubling study of this at Emory University that found that two years later, students' memories of giant events had completely changed. I want to hear more about that. And I also want to play uh, something Lindsey Graham said yesterday, who is a prosecutor, a judge, a lawyer on... What what you just said? Why this can't be handled like any sort of real case? And it's pretty interesting. I I don't know that that your your and Lindsay's argument is going to win the day with politics because it's all about the politics. Don't care. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, of the nation. The real bad ones you've seen what's happened at the FBI. They're all gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. But there's a lingering stench, and we're going to get rid of that too. Lingering stench. Whoa, who? There's a lingering stench in Steen. So, is Trump going to uh, get rid of Rod Rosenstein, or more accurately, is he resigning, as some news outlets are reporting now? Marshall will have more on that in his news coming up in a bit. Yeah, some heavyweight uh, news organizations are starting to weigh in. Okay. They've yeah. been wrong before, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody was saying Kelly Usually. was going to resign, <laughs> and yeah. uh, or Sessions was going to be fired at yeah. various times. Yeah, how interesting. So, listen, here's here's the long and short of my dealio. Number one, and it's funny because uh, Democrats and, and lefty-type people are super activist on the idea that your, uh, your neurological development, particularly in terms of impulse control, compassion for other people, uh, anger management, and the rest of it, isn't fully developed till you're 24, 25 years old, particularly among males. It's a little earlier among women. Um, and that youthful offenders should not be held responsible as this as if they were adults until fairly late in their lives i'm persuaded that there's a lot of truth for that having hung out uh, hung around a lot of guys in my life so you shouldn't be able to vote till you're 25 is the answer exactly or anything else um be quiet <laughs> let the older folks tell you what to do uh the other thing having coached many 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 dozens of young people uh boys and girls alike um in sports 
Uh, there, there are a lot of people who are, who are diamonds in the rough who are obnoxious in their youth. But after a while, I start to recognize, okay, that hyperconfidence, once it gets a little humility, a little wisdom, a little feedback from other people, is going to become some really valuable leadership. And little boys in particular can be tough to take because um, they're just very whatever they are. Almost nobody's a little this. I mean, everybody is outsized. So anyway, I just the idea that if you're 18, 19 years old and you do crazy, stupid stuff, you ought to be held responsible for it in your 50s, uh, 60s. I just I, I disagree with. And then the other fundamental problem I have with all of this is the fact that decades old memories really can't be trusted very well. That's not to say they're always wrong or that there are certain memories that you know, hold on to no matter what, but. I'm so interested in this field of inquiry because it's so disturbing. This is Emory University. Uh, Ulrich Neisser is a cognitive psychologist. He began studying memory in the 70s. Um, The day after, I think it was, the uh, explosion of the Challenger uh, shuttle, he had um, the 106 students in the Psych 101 class, Personality Development, fill out an extensive survey. Where were they when they heard the news? Whom were they with? What were they doing? And on and on. The professor and his assistant carefully filed the responses away. In the fall of 1988, by the way, I remember vividly where I was when I heard about it too. But is it accurate? Probably not. In the fall of 1998, two and a half years later, two and a half, the questionnaire was given a second time to the same students. It was then that R.T. recalled, this is the, a student who described, I'm sorry, in the opening paragraph, um, that uh, she was sitting watching TV with her roommate in their dorm room. Newsflash came across the screen, shocking to them both. R.T., visibly upset, raced upstairs to tell another friend the news. Then she called her parents. And uh, two and a half years uh, she re- uh, after the event, she remembered as if it were yesterday, what I just described more or less. Um Two and a half years later, it was then that R.T., the student, recalled with absolute confidence her dorm room experience. But when the teachers compared the two sets of answers, they found barely any similarities. According to R.T.'s first recounting, the next day, she'd been in her religion class when she heard some students begin to talk about an explosion. <clears throat> she didn't know any of the details of what had happened, except that it had exploded, and the school teacher's students had all been watching, and I, which I thought was sad. Uh, Krista McAuliffe? Is that right? The, mm-hmm. the lady teacher was on board. Um, after class, she went to her room where she watched the news on TV by herself and learned more about the tragedy. And RT was far from alone in her misplaced confidence. When the psychologist rated the accuracy of the students' recollections for things like where they were and what they were doing, the average student scored less than three on a scale of seven. A quarter of them, a quarter scored zero. But when the students were asked about their confidence levels, with five being the highest, they averaged 4.17. Their memories were vivid, clear, and wrong. There was no relationship at all between confidence and accuracy. I, on on your, what do they call those moments? Is there a name for them? Uh, I know what you mean, though. Those really vivid memories that they talk about more in the study. 9-11, whatever, OJ verdict. Yeah. Variety of things. Um, uh... Boy, if you don't remember those accurately, how about you're kind of, you're at the family reunion <laughs> eating potato salad with grandma, and she told you, I mean. And Uncle Jimmy was drunk, and he said to Aunt Jane. Yeah. How about those memories? They, they might never be right. 
Elizabeth Phelps was a grad student at Princeton at the time of the Challenger explosion, but she heard about the Challenger study and other work on emotional memories, and she decided to focus her career on examining the questions raised by Professor Nicer's findings. Over the past several decades, she's combined his experimental, experiential approach with the neuroscience of emotional memory to explore how such memories work, why they work the way they do, um, and she's been one of the lead collaborators on an ongoing longitudinal study of memories from the attacks of 9-11, where confidence and accuracy judgments have over the years been complemented by a neuroscientific study of the subject's brains as they make their memory determinations. Her hope is to understand exactly how emotional memories behave at all stages of the remembering process, how we encode them, that's at the beginning, how we consolidate them and store them, then how we retrieve them. Um, And uh, she was at New York University talking about her latest study. She told me, the journalist, that she'd concluded that memories of emotional events do indeed differ substantially from regular memories. When it comes down to the central details of an event, like the Challenger exploded, they are clearer and more accurate. But when it comes to peripheral details, they are worse. Worse than regular memories. Okay, that's interesting. And our confidence in them, while almost always strong, is often misplaced. So the mundane is remembered much more accurately than the emotional. How interesting is that? You want to hear a really mundane thing that I remember from the Challenger explosion? Sure. I was wearing penny loafers that day. So I'm you're saying it's more that. likely that that part is true because yes. that's a mundane detail. I'm surprised too. That's why it stood out. It's not. I wasn't that kind of guy. So yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's why. I haven't read the actual study. I don't know if the emotionalness of the entire thing blasts away all huh. those memories. Whereas if you you know something mundane that uh, your first uh, well that'd be emotional. Um. I don't know that your your first car had a hole in the floorboard and precisely where it was. I mean, that's probably pretty accurate. Hmm. But if, like, your your cat fell through it <laughs> to her death, um, then, because of the emotion of it, your accuracy gets much less. So, and so, and again, I don't know what happened in any of this, the Kavanaugh stuff, and I consider it to be unknowable. People saying, and this is a piece in the New Yorker I'm reading from, uh, when was this published? Um, 2015. Ironically enough, it's in the New Yorker. The fact that somebody says it was an incredibly emotional thing, so I've never forgotten it. That is an indictment of the accuracy of the memory. Not their fault. Not a support. Oh, no. It turns out to be the way our brains work. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. None of this is going to come up on Capitol Hill, by the way. None of this matters to the American voter, but I don't particularly care. I don't know. Some senator might bring it up. Probably should. That'd be a good idea. That'd be a good angle. Make it so easy to attack them as attacking the victim. Oh, boy. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Number of reports. Deputy Attorney General Ron Rosenstein on his way to the White House expecting to be fired. We've got more Kavanaugh maneuvering going on. And Elon Musk to Mars. Want to get to this story, too. Coming up. Did you hear the message Hannity sent to the president on Friday night over this Rosenstein thing? Sure, it was fabulous. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We should bring that up later, Sean. That's a good angle. Oh, boy. So... Wow. Is there a story that could actually push the Kavanaugh story off the front page? Oh, boy. Looks like there might be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but only if the guy involved is in charge of the Russia investigation, and that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, we got a number of reports this morning saying Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is resigning or is about to be fired. Axios, among others, reporting Rosenstein resigned during a conversation with the White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly. Okay, you giving the background of this now? Yep. Okay. Other outlets are saying Rosenstein's on his way to the White House, and that's where he will be fired. Now, he has been denying a New York Times report that he offered to wear a wire in meetings with President Trump last year in order to expose the chaos the president is causing. Which you can't just gloss over. That's a hell of a story in the New York Times. That's a hell of a claim. Although, doesn't, didn't somebody say he was joking? Well, we're, yeah, we'll get yeah, to all okay. that. Yeah. All but right. the original yeah. claim, I mean, that is oh, not yeah. a minor story. Oh, please. The freaking acting attorney general was going to wear a wire <laughs> to prove that the president has to go. Standing there with his shirt open, getting it taped down like in the movies. Could you say that again? Pushing his microphone. What was Mr. President? He lifts up his arm. I mean, that is just an explosive claim. Yep. But we live in an era where there are so many explosive claims every day. You, 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 you read, I'm claiming a million a day. You hear it and you kind of think, oh, right. that's interesting. But in normal times, that's just like, oh, my God. You can't even believe it's happening. Back to Marshall. Rosenstein also suggested recruiting cabinet members for an attempt to invoke the 25th Amendment, which allows a president to be removed from office for being unfit. Now, again, Rosenstein disputed the report, calling it inaccurate and factually incorrect. One other source apparently said, oh, no, no, he was just being sarcastic. He was just kind of making a joke. What do you want me to do? Why Bug the president? Uh, wear a wire? That kind of thing. Right. Right, right. which the New York Times would breathlessly report mm-hmm. is serious. Do you have the wording of his denial? I do not have the exact okay. wording of we his denial. We should look that up, because his denial was not your full-throated Kavanaugh-like denial. Mm. I mean, I was not only not there, I've never met that woman, I don't, I mean, everything. I would never well, do that. Right? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was more along the lines, that doesn't accurate portray the and I thought really yeah. you're not you're not gonna just completely 100% say that you've never thought of that or said that well he did say in part he called it inaccurate and factually incorrect yeah there inaccurate you go. And factually, factually incorrect. incorrect that's full-throated oh! meanwhile after the story came out Fox News host uh, Sean Hannity declared the report was a trap set by the president's enemies to goad Trump into firing Rosenstein I thought that was ah. interesting So Hannity on his show Friday night, and I think he knew he was talking to the president when he did this. He said, I'd just like to say to the president looking at the camera because he knows the president, you know, pays attention to him. Yeah. Um, This is a trap. They want you to fire him. That's what they're trying to get you to do. Do not fall for the bait. The New York Times made up this story to get you to fire him. And that way they can set up the whole obstruction of justice, blah, blah, blah argument, which I don't know. I don't know that the New York Times made up the story, but whoever was the source for right. it could have made it up. So was this the Rosenstein uh, denial? I will not further comment on a story based on anonymous sources who are obviously biased against the department and are advancing their own personal agenda. Mm. And that- then this, quote, I never pursued or authorized recording the president, and any suggestion that I have mm-hmm. ever advocated for the removal of the president is absolutely false. That's pretty good. That's full on. Yep. That's pretty good. Yep. But, but... Unlike Jeff Sessions, who weirdly stays on, when lurking he, in the corner, when he hears his boss say there's a stench still around, right? You think, okay, well, if you don't want me, I guess I'll go. 
Sessions weirdly sticks around. <laughs> yes. his boss badmouth him to people. Yeah, yeah, Jack, you were referring to the uh, the uh, Missouri rally that Trump was at uh, on Friday night. That's some real bad ones. You've seen what's happened at the FBI. They're all gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. But there's a lingering stench, and we're going to get rid of that, too. There you yeah. go. There you. So most people in Jeff Sessions' position <laughs> right. quit. When your boss keeps bad-mouthing you and telling you're terrible and everything like that, you right. go ahead and see the writing on the wall. So this Rosenstein denial, this full-throated denial, how recent is that? When did that come out? Because I never saw that one. Is this actually recent? Uh, 8.15 is Saturday morning. I don't know. It was being reported on. You scrolled too far there. There you go yeah. to the date. 9.12 p.m. on, on the Friday, tw- Friday, Friday night? Friday, yeah. Okay. Well, then the the liberal media did not let me see that one because that's that's you know that that is that says everything you need to say. Well, I like the trap theory too, because everybody the the Wapo and the New York Times are going crazy over the idea that Trump fire Rosenstein is in charge, which could lead to a constitutional crisis. Which you know, I hope uh, the White House recognizes that. Meanwhile, you got Senate Judiciary Committee uh, Chairman Chuck Grassley now promising to evaluate the new claims of sexual misconduct against Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh. New Yorker magazine, as we've been telling you, has reported a woman claims Kavanaugh exposed himself in front of her when he was a freshman at Yale. A spokesman for the Iowa Republican If blames- he did, does that mean he can't be a Supreme Court justice? That's my question. Everybody's kind of running with it as if that means obviously you can't be. I think that's a valid question. I've said I I am I will state for the record, no, that does not disqualify a person. I've also stated with the, the backup of a great deal of science, a many decade old, very emotional memory cannot be trusted. And in this particular case, right. she admits she was so drunk she was on the floor and slurring. Yeah. So that's a little difficult as a level of proof. I don't know. Look up in the sky, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk plans to build a base on Mars within the next 10 years. Yes! Musk posted an artist's rendering of what the base would look like. and when Blow one, this popsicle stand Earth. Get to Mars. Tired of Earth. Start over and do it right. When one of his uh, followers asked when the base might actually take shape, Musk tweeted back, probably 2028 for the base to be built. SpaceX, as we've told hmm. you, is currently working on a spacecraft called the Big Falcon Rocket, which is scheduled <laughs> to take <laughs> a so Japanese funny. billionaire on a flight around the moon in 2023. And so, five years after you're circling the moon with a Japanese billionaire, you're going to have enough flights to get all the construction materials to Mars and whip the thing up? Uh, build the uh, space station? I think not. Yeah, no, there'll be many big Falcon rockets to fly those things back <laughs> Look at all these forward. Falcon rockets. <laughs> so there's Joe in 1960 when Kennedy yeah. says we will go to the moon by the end of the decade. Right. Nah, I think not. That's there's Joe's no attitude. that Catholic idiot <laughs> could get us to Florida, much less the moon. There <laughs> There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. I threw in a little anti-Catholic bias to kind of set the time period mood. Uh He's probably taking orders from from the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. God dang it. So if Rosenstein resigns, look, if you don't want me, I'm leaving. How about the whole uh, offers the president his resignation? 
Listen, if you're persuaded by these reports and you want me gone, I'm gone. I don't want to get in the way. Get the, the hell out of here! Well, no, the president's likely to say the opposite. Go back to work. Forget it. Sean Hannity, let me know it's a trap. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It is clearly a trap. You think? Yes. I don't think it would help him any to fire the guy. Oh, of course, no, no. Of course, what helps him is not his standard. You will. <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> this will actually, I wouldn't have thought anything could push the Kavanaugh story, story off the front page. This actually would. It would, but I, just, I really don't think it's going to happen. Okay. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're in California. We have a new state law here. Governor Jerry Brown signed a new law yesterday that bans restaurants from giving out plastic straws. It is literally the final straw here in California. <laughs> so from now on, if you want a straw at a restaurant, you don't just get one. You have to ask for one, and then they will give it to you, which fine, but yeah, how is it that straws are banned? Those 11 foot long receipts at CVS, still okay. No problem with that. Get on that, Governor Brown. Got it everywhere now. The receipt is insane. Yeah, no. What happened? What is that? It's an offer and a disclaimer and a poll and a, you know, a coupon. And... Um, so we got a couple of uh, breaking things. Maybe somebody can look up one of them. First of all, you guys say all kinds of outlets are now reporting that Rosenstein's going to resign. Yeah. So it ain't just a rumor, it would seem. Let me take a look at the Wall Street Journal thing. And the, I'm not seeing them reporting the original story. They're all saying <laughs> it like they're, our sources are also telling us this. Yeah. And if you are going to resign, you'd probably tell a lot of people. Because it's not the sort of position you can just leave open. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going, what? Again, I, I must harken back to the phrase, offer your resignation. Sure. Yeah. Which is a little different. Yeah. Um, that'd be I, you've got to, don't you? <laughs> well, you have to. If, yes. if, the, if the most important newspaper in the world says that you said you were going to wear, wear a wire and boot the president out of office, you've got to go in and say, "I'm offering to resign." If you believe that story, I'm telling you, it's not true. But if you if you want me to go, I'll go. Right. You've got to do that. I like the idea of offering your resignation like at a job, at like the catalog store I used to work at. I've never done. Listen, it I'm uh, I'm going to college, so I you know in like a month I'm not going to be able to work here. I'm sorry, I, I'm not accepting your resignation. Right. We yeah. we need you here at Jones Brothers, but That's... no, you don't understand. I I gotta go. I'm sorry. You're staying. <laughs> <laughs> I've never offered my resignation because they would immediately take me. Okay, good. Go finally. <laughs> That saves us a lot of lot of effort and paperwork. <laughs> Good luck with your new life. Yeah. Which will probably be similar to your old life. <laughs> um, so we also got this. Stop making L signs at me. I'm leaving. <laughs> look this up. Uh, Hanson, you're going to have to look this up, or, or Sean or someone. Shannon Bream just tweeted that the latest... I'm reading this text. This is not my words. Texter's words. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Shannon Bream just tweeted that the latest inebriated, somewhat unattractive Ramirez... Why why do people go there? Oh, wow. What? Now says she's not sure if it was Kavanaugh's penis. Oh, they all look alike to you, do they? Fantastic. They all look alike. That's racist or something. Sexist. 
Um, uh, anybody who ever comments on the attractiveness of a victim of a sex thing is that's really not really not okay. Yeah, I I think maybe that was that the texter interjecting. There's no freaking way Shannon Bream would no, no, say no, that. No, 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 this was the texture. Oh, I assume. Okay. Yeah, no okay. Shannon Bream would never say that. Okay, I well, I I misinterpreted. Maybe I misled uh, you all. No, I, Shannon maybe Bream, we're all at fault here. Shannon Bream tweeted that sh- the woman is not sure if it was Kavanaugh's penis. Did she seems to be quoting uh NYT is the I'm assuming that's New York Times Pretty reporting of this. She NYT. says Oh no, that's PYT. Sorry. Miss mm-hmm. Ramirez herself contacted former Yale classmates asking if they recalled the incident and told some of them that she could not be certain Mr. Kavanaugh was the one who exposed himself. And because my hallmark is fairness, I've uh, completed reading this rather long piece about the neuroscience of memory formation and how the more emotional the memory, the, the less accurate it tends to be. And there's no correlation between confidence and accuracy in these studies. One thing I didn't get to, and I'm getting to now, is that sometimes the central part of the memory will be quite accurate. I was wasted drunk and somebody dangled a dingus in my face. Right. But who was there and the circumstance and people's faces tends to be less accurate. So it's as if all your memory-forming ability is very tightly focused on a, a single aspect of it, and if it were something much more mundane, your peripheral memories of who was there, what the circumstances were, would be more accurate. Still means it could be true, but you certainly shouldn't hold up enough to convict a guy of After something. many decades, no. There is no trusting it according um, to science back to the new york times science. saying this and this is pretty recent sean uh yeah she was well her tweets about this were from about an hour or so ago uh, two hours ago at this point but so yeah i guess there's a little new york times on new yorker violence there um and that the new york times is i don't know if they're feeling like they got scooped by the new yorker or what maybe but, they're uh, just pursuing the truth for once jack that helps trump yeah um, they're they're pointing out a, f- a problem with the New York article, which you know that's what good journalism should do. Our competing outlets should sure. fact check each other. Mm-hmm. They don't always, but um, that's cool. God dang it! So is this going to end up being similar to that woman last week who came out with an explosive claim and then backed off it, saying, "Well, I didn't know everybody was going to ask me about it all of a sudden." <laughs> ask me to back <laughs> it up. Yeah. I tell you what, you know, you were predicting earlier that Kavanaugh will not be confirmed because poll numbers will go a little south and and cowardly, cowardly Republican politicians will cave. Only need two. It's a a reasonable prediction. I'm thinking if they don't stick with Kavanaugh, they will lose the next 50 elections. (laughs) Till finally, Republicans go the way of the Whigs. The Bull Moose Party and the Republican Democrats. Joe making an election prediction for a hundred years. Right. Which is un- unheard of, really. Right. <laughs> and they know it. Can you picture how the base will react? If this guy, and look, the brief resume is the top guy on the second most powerful court in the land who's unleashed 300-some opinions that everybody agrees are legally brilliant if that dude is swept aside, uh, the Republicans, quote-unquote, capitulate, depending how you look at it, and let him be bouged by the Democrats based on these long, long, long-ago fuzzy uh, allegations, they are doomed. Well, this might be a good place for Lindsey Graham, then, Sean. Oh, we got two minutes to fit it in. Um, because if this woman has said this, according to the New York Times, I'm not so sure. That one's out. 
Now we're back to just Ford versus Kavanaugh, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is what Lindsey Graham had to say about that. How dare? Oh, I'm sorry. That's sorry. Jeff that, Sessions. That, that was the wrong one. Here's mm-hmm. the right. And here's what I tell my colleagues. This accusation has to be looked at in terms of the, our legal system. It's too old for a criminal uh, trial. It's 36 years old. Uh, you couldn't bring a civil suit because you can't tell the court where, what time it happened and where it happened. And if you tried to get a warrant based on this, you couldn't get a warrant because the three people named by Dr. Ford as having been at the party outside of Kavanaugh all say they don't know what she's talking about. So you couldn't go to criminal trial. You couldn't sue civilly. You couldn't even get a warrant. But I will listen to what she has to say. So, and and he said, and for people who are criticizing me for not, quote, believing her, what do you want me to do? Given the fact that in all three of those areas, it, it wouldn't make the cut. What am I supposed to do? I got to go with believing him until there's more information. If there's any more information. Right. That's his argument. I don't know if that's going to work. If public opinion ends up down around low 30s by the end of the week, which it certainly could, right now his approval is about 40 for people who want Kavanaugh confirmed. Oh, boy. I don't know. Like Joe said, I don't know what happens with the next person that comes forward. Reminds me of sometimes an NFL team will say, this game this weekend will really show us where we are. I think the way this one comes out will be uh, America will get a grade. Whoa, whoa. Joe will grade America at the end of the week. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.